Never had it so good. 101.1 radio, the best R&B and hip hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the business. 
Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1 and it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thought, Love, and Reflections, brought to you seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here so that your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruption. You know, uh, it saddens me how often we find ourselves almost repeating shows over and over and over again, but we cannot stop repeating these shows if our elected officials choose to close their eyes to the reality of what's happening to us in the United States. It is appalling uh, that our children in these high schools find themselves going through the same pattern day after day after day, and these elected officials choose not to step up their game. Uh, I wanted to title this topic today, Is White America too frightened of its children to add restrictions to their behavior. And the reason why I say that is because more times than not, 
when we have these school shootings, these are white American kids, other white Americans. And at what point is enough enough? We realize in black America that we need to stop our children from shooting each other one at a time and such. And we understand that we want them to not only stop killing themselves, but stop giving themselves up to these criminal acts and giving their lives away. But what kind of self-evaluation does white America need to make in order to determine that there is something wrong that we are having these kind of shootings so often and they are the victims and the perpetrators. Uh, so, uh, Cheryl, you know, at some point, you would think they would look themselves in the mirror and say, how do we stop this from happening? Good evening, and how's everyone doing this evening? You know, I didn't find out about this until really late um in the afternoon, well, closer to right now. And, you know, my heart dropped to say another school shooting, especially when I have grandchildren um, that'll be going to school at upcoming time and a son that's in college. You know, it makes me think that how are children really dealing with issues at hand and is there no love in our hearts and can we at some point turn the other cheek or is it revenge for everything I mean this is multiple lives that we are losing at a time where you know, you send your child and you think that they're going to school and they're coming back home, but they're going to get an education. But now it's something that they're fearing. And I think that um, homeschooling is going to eventually look more attractive to more people than the traditional schools. I mean, I can't begin to imagine what is going on through the minds, and if I'm not mistaken, I think I read that this child was a student as well, and nobody never saw any problems or anything or the parents, and like I said, I haven't really, um, and maybe some of those questions will be answered, you know, as we go a little bit further, but um my heart goes out. I mean, I could not and don't even want to begin to imagine what these parents are going through, you know, to lose their child just trying to get a decent education. So, again, you know, my heart goes out to um, all families that um closely related and to the other students you know now they have something that they have to deal with so i don't know what what is it 
what is it we are not doing? What is it we are not catching? You know, and we got to start answering some of the questions because this is happening too frequently. Uh, D, we have been led to believe that when it happens to white America, they will seek solutions. Uh, we find them more very interested in the opioid situation and trying to come up with solutions. Why are they so bent on not evaluating their behaviors in terms of these mass shootings at these schools where they are both, again, the victim and the perpetrator? Very seldom are we dealing with mass shootings being done by African-Americans on African-Americans, and yet they keep trying to tell us that the solution is more guns. Hmm. Well, good evening, everybody, again, and uh, thank you, James, for another great topic. Um, um, I want to touch on something that you said, first of all, about uh, why is it that they seem not be able to look themselves in the mirror and come up with a solution. Uh, that's a tough task, uh, you know, for a person to look themselves in the mirror in the first place and and to uh, to institute a uh, uh, a, a value uh, a, a good evaluation. I'm sorry, to constitute a evaluation of themselves. That's a tall order for anybody. Uh, now, uh, when it comes to uh, the, the repetitive of this action, uh, uh, you know, white America is distracted by three different things. Uh, one of which, you know, they they do they do discipline them, their children different differently than we do. Uh, I think it's only fair to make that that uh, that different uh, known that we are we don't mind uh, not sparing the wrong. Um, we we are comfortable in not sparing the wrong. Uh, they have a uh, uh, technique of trying to be more uh, in, di- in dialogue with their teachers. All right. So um, and that and then uh, try they try to um, uh, have uh, spirituality or even Christianity as part of their uh, their makeup. When, they, when they're bringing up their kids Well the problem with uh, Christianity being part of Raising up your kids is Their cycle And their idea of Christianity Is is, uh, is being distracted By politics um, There's they're this program And I don't know if you all uh, even get it uh, It's called Focus on the Family uh, Which is a evangelical Radio program That I had high respect for over the years, uh, because I thought that they their sole uh, intention was to focus on the family. Uh, but uh, in this year, in a couple of years of exposure, it has become evident to me that that's just a ploy to get you to uh, to tune in into their political views about things. So um, uh, the 
it just it's just not there like like one would think. Um, so you know, so when you say going forward, uh, oh, and what Miss Cheryl said about the fact that uh, homeschooling is becoming more attractive. Yes, it is. Uh, my wife and I, we homeschool our kids, uh, and we uh, we are not we don't have a formal uh, education as far as uh, college degrees and things that sort. Uh, we will cross that bridge when 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 the time comes. But uh, we are not going to send our kids to school with the threat of uh, uh, bullying, uh, physical bullying, cyber bullying. Uh, uh, education, uh, teacher in, indoctrination, um, and anything else under the sun that seems to be comfortable as a distraction as opposed to educating our kids. Uh, we will take our chances uh, until somebody come along and try to actually get a handle on this thing on both sides of the aisle. And I'm very serious about that because somebody's not paying attention well enough or Either that or mother definitely has uh, a louder voice than human life. Thank you. Uh, Andre, I, as I come to you, I'm just trying to figure out why is it that white America seems incapable of addressing a problem that seemingly uh, – impacts them more so than anybody else. Uh, we uh, have to recognize as a as people what issues impact us the most. And certainly when it comes to mass shootings, when it comes to mass shootings, there are the white Americans who find themselves the victims and the perpetrators. Friday to everyone. Um, I would say the answer, um, James, can be easily summed up in in two words, power and money, meaning that the ones that have the the money and the guns and whatever the situation may be that has the power to um, orchestrate how that is handled, they're the ones, like you said, the masses won't, you know, hey, we have to do something different. I, I was really uh, surprised when Joyce was the one that shared about it when I was leaving work today. And um, because I really thought the movement that occurred after the high school shooting in Florida was going to really make a difference. The momentum was there. It seemed like the youth was leading the adults. The adults provided the support. And then to come to hear about this today, and, and I haven't listened to the news and had an opportunity to get all of the specific details, but it has to do with money, and it has to do with power. Uh, I believe our president actually was at the NRA convention or conference um, here within the last few weeks. And then, you know, what do you really genuinely say to families uh, when, you know, we're not really making an effort to reduce guns being in the wrong hand. So uh, my answer is power and money. And and I I really believe you're right. I really believe that the NRA is um, just so strong that 
few of the elected officials want to mark mark any kind of um, trial or effort against them. But the problem is, is that that means that you are going to continue to lose your children. These are your children being lost to suicide, being lost to gun violence, uh, being lost to a justice system. So it just uh, makes it crazy to me that these men uh, would sit on uh, in the federal government and continue to watch this. It let you know then how much it let you know how it let you it let you know how deep that control is. That's deep, deep rootedness. You're right. Logically, you would think that a change would have already occurred, but because it hasn't, you ask the question: Well, what would prevent that? Who would benefit by this not being corrected? And so, so it's not that they are um, a shallow group. They're deep-rooted. Obviously, if, if they have that much power, money, and control, um, that's a big force to weapon with. And, and obviously, people are willing to see their children die and kill without really um, standing for what's going to be best for the whole. And, and what's even more crazy to me, and I'm going to go to you, Dean, with this one. What's even more crazy to me is I – would not raise my children with weapons in my house that I didn't have control over. My children would not have, if I wanted guns in my home, they certainly wouldn't be in a place where my kids would feel comfortable going and getting them, loading them, and taking them outside of my home. And it seems that all these people who fight for the right to have these guns are not looking to protect either themselves or the community from their children. Well, uh, good Lord, uh, that is you. You pose a great question. You know, it's it's it's, it's almost as if uh, the family in question don't have enough time in a day to really pay attention to the whole spectrum of the situation. And maybe that's the case. Uh, you know, maybe they're too career oriented, or uh, they're so much in their Budweiser that they and they're so much in their Budweiser, and they're so much into Sean Hannity, and they're so much into Rush Limbaugh to try and, and, and trying to be a part of some other movement to where uh, they're not really paying attention to the probabilities of. Uh, their, their own kids going astray, you know. Um, you know, I can't make excuses for them. You know, I, all I know is that we, uh, as a black community, uh, we have taken the necessary interest in trying to do better with ourselves. And I you know, and I'm very proud about that. You know, we have taken this this uh, this issue in time and, and, and try to observe our faults which we are always the one to try to observe our faults. We are always the one. Uh, it, uh, it is always the other side that tries to dictate how they think life should be and then not paying attention well enough to where things fall through the cracks 
and and uh, and they're usually the victim of most of everything because it's, it's, it is so many of them in the first place. Uh, but, you know, now going back to what Ms. Audrey was saying and, and the things that I have predicted all along, um, you know, when it came down to the students and the momentum that they had with the parents, and it seemed as though that the nation was behind them, I did make a prediction that they don't understand the bear or the monster that they are going up against. Like Miss uh, Audrey said, they are deeply rooted. And, you know, it, it ain't necessarily about the uh, about the, the First Amendment or the, uh, the, the Second Amendment. It's more about control. And it's all about, um, you know, uh, the power. And, and so these school shootings, again, we have to come to a, a place in understanding that these school shootings and any mass shooting that we have in America, first of all, they don't want to call it terrorism. All right, then it's it's it's, it's uh, domestic terrorism. They hadn't they hadn't made that claim since uh, since Timothy McVeigh. So, but that's exactly what it is. So, um, you know, uh, these school shootings are no more than collateral damage. Let's be clear. I mean, this is not this is not the last of collateral damage when it comes down to protecting the gun laws and the special interests uh, NRA. They are probably the most powerful uh, entity in this country, and anybody that wants to make their way to the to the uh, over office have to deal with them. Uh, we know we think we think North Korea is is a threat. The NRA is a threat. That's something that we really got to deal with going forward. So um, that's just where we are in this space and time. And uh, thank you for letting me share. Cheryl, when we point to white America and the devastation uh, that they have in our country related to gun violence, they always want to point the finger back at us and back at our inner city. But you would think after... Uh, we've gotten to this point where every time we turn around, there's another school shooting. At some point, they would, should be doing a self-evaluation and determining that the laws that we presently have on the books are not working. And our kids' lives are being put at risk, and they refuse to open their eyes and see the evil that exists in their own children. And they want to say that the answer to it is more guns. It is ludicrous to assume more guns will solve a problem where the present guns are, are devastating us. They're not, they, we're not talking about guns that were purchased illegal. These guns were his father's guns. So every time we see this, we see guns being purchased legally and being used to murder high schools and other students. Well, you know, it seems as though they are blind to the fact of saying that my child would not do this without really paying much attention to their children. And, you know, to be that comfortable having a gun in their house and don't feel the need. And I guess maybe they feel like if they're older, 
that they know about guns and that they won't, you know, mess with them. But if you constantly seeing this over and over, but then here you go again. You got parents that believe, whoa, although so-and-so child did this and this happened, my child won't. But we're not facing reality, or they're not facing reality when, you know, and not learning the lesson that if it happens to one family, it can definitely happen to another. And so they're not being responsible, and they have some blame in this as well because there's no way that your child, teenager or not, should be able to access any guns that easily. Even if you're taking your child hunting, the guns still should be locked up. And I guess it seems as though the mental state, and, and you know, I went to a health food store, um, just a small store, on yesterday, and the um, the owner said, it is so amazing, and I don't mean in a good way, that more young children, children, are being are depressed and seeming though that they are carrying a burden or they are burdened with so many things that it is ridiculous. They're not living the life as children anymore. You know, parents have to step up and be parents and not be friends and not be social um, buddies and um and it's not and it's not being done. It's not being done because they're trusting them even at an immature age in their life. Because you we got to know that this is an immature age. Although some children are more mature than others, we still have to realize, you know, we're responsible for any and everything that goes on in our home. And if your child sneak out, or even if they have a friend that takes your um, gun, you're still responsible. So the parents are really not doing their job. And, you know, we're not pay- just like Dee was just finished saying. You know, they're not knowing what's going on with their children. They're not as involved with their children. It's too many other priorities instead of putting these children you know, and things that's going on with them as far as their mental, and then they're growing because we don't even know the children as being bullied until most of them are committed suicide, and they're not handling situations properly because they're, and, and we discussed this before, you know, we find that in our race, it's a one-on-one crime, but it seems that though with them, I mean, they're going to shoot plenty of people up. So getting to the root of it and fixing it there needs to be done. And just like everybody who went before me, you know, talked about and came and told, you know, what's actually going on 
with our governments and with our um, president and things that's going on in society right now. But um, we got to, we, you know, I mean, we losing too many, too many individuals. And it's not okay. It's just not okay. Joyce, it is, it's amazing. I was looking at the statistics. We're only 20 weeks in the 2018. There have been 22 school shootings. And what they consider a school shooting is when you, when more than one person is shot other than the perpetrator. So we've had 22 school shootings in 20 weeks, more than one shooting a week. And we have white America not paying attention. You know, not understanding that these are their kids listening to that acid rock and listening to all, they're talking about the crazy music we listen to, and they're providing them the weapons uh, to do this serious damage. I know. Uh, Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, I think what they fell into do is to wake up and let them know that the world has changed. Social media has taken such a, a great ordeal. It used to be that kids, if they're bullied, it was in such a small environment. But nowadays, they know that when they bully, it's going viral. And I think that's something that our young people cannot handle as far as uh, they don't know what their worth is. That's how come we as every day and let them know what their worth are. we got to let them know that they're, they're worthy of being on this earth. They're worthy of having a decent life. They're worthy of having a career. They're worthy of all the good things. We, I used to have a stand with my son, you know, every day stay. I would say stay, and he'd say focus. You know what I mean? It's simple, but, you know, it's the message. Stay focused. Stay focused. You know, you got to have something that you can build in them to let them know who they are and let them know that they are worth. Because uh, social media is taking over. They're getting into these kids' heads. They're teaching them the wrong things. This kid today, um, he, he set off a couple bombs and stuff. So you know that he went on the internet to learn those things. They got to be better control of internet. The pinpoint when they click on certain things to to investigate or to learn how to do certain things, then that should that should trigger to another channel to let it, let a, another department know or some type of organization know that that, that out of this household someone has. Uh, hit the internet uh, interested in learning how to make a bomb. I mean, this, this some of this stuff is so rocket scientists, they can make it simple, but they need to stop and think. Just like I told you yesterday, we're waiting on the law, lawmakers to, 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 to do things right. They're not going to do it. You need to tell them what you want. you got to demand what you want because you're waiting on them to make a decision. Their decision is making around power. Their decision is staying in power. This, their, their, their decision is doing nothing and earning a whole bunch of money and free health care. That's what it is. But as far as taking you, your kids, the environment, your community, they don't care because they're filthy rich. So who cares about you? They don't dare go into a neighborhood that is different than their own. So how could they rule and determine something what's best for you when they're not willing to either step outside the good box? It's ridiculous. One thing that is happening, I, I noticed that it's in these schools, and, I, you know, unfortunately, you know, it's nothing but white kids that are doing it. Well, that's what I'm saying, Joyce. You know, D, 
uh, you would think that they, if they had a concern about their own children, here you are providing the weapons for these kids to take to the schools and shoot up your own children. You don't recognize that your guns should be uh, kept somewhere that these kids cannot have access. And then you're not being astute enough to see that these kids are going off the deep end looking at something and listening to music that is telling them to go do these despicable things. And you want to add more guns to the mix, Z. It just doesn't make good sense. Well, I think um, I think God has a, a strange way of uh, proving the point that it seems that nobody else wants to listen to, uh, you know, and that is that, um, um, you know, they are so compelled by three things again. You know, when you when you, you you speak about why aren't they able to look into the mirror? And come to a realization of the mistakes and 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 the wrong that their idea has imposed on on society. Well, first of all, they have a they have a real problem to to admitting that they were wrong. I think we I think we were being we were being uh, witness to that here in in the years of exposure here in the in, in the past year and a half. They have a real problem. And saying that I'm sorry, and they got a real problem in saying that we was wrong. All right, so if that being the case, then then there's there's no way that they're gonna admit they, that they got a problem. Uh, it's gonna take uh, these things to continue continue to happen, and uh, you know, and and the the gun lobbyists are are so so well and deeply. Uh, Driven that um, you know, I I really don't know. I, I it may take a war of global proportion to happen for them to get some kind of realization that we need to start all over. And I say, I say that with all honesty because it don't make sense, like you said, for them not to even care enough about the the most innocent things in this world, and that's children. Who have not had uh, enough exposure in this world to be a corrupt about a lot of things, and and so for them not to even give a hoot about the potential dangers of just trying to go to school, uh, it's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling, and you know, so for for the the politicians and they, and all of this has been exposed here lately. Everybody's in bed with somebody, and I I mean with with anybody if you scratch my back. Uh, you know when it came about uh, the, the Clintons and the and the pay to play gate, if you will. You know everybody, all politicians are in that same bed. If you wanna, if you want, if you want this, you got to pay me a little bit about that. Uh, if you, you know you owe me a favor, and I'm gonna come and call on my favor later on. And that's all it's all about. And and so when it comes down to the common citizen, you know we we don't even matter. All they want from us is our vote, and that's all they want. And they and, and and they and they can't show me any different on both sides of the aisle. Even that you know, with 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 the Trump administration going down the toilet, uh, the Democrats still hadn't come out to to offer us a better message. Still, still hadn't got that. So 
so what we are seeing, we're, we're in for more of it. So, um, you know, for the lack of Amen. a better term, just strap, in, strap up and strap in. And uh, unfortunately, we got to be a witness to all of this. Thank you. D, well said. Hold, hold on, let me just ask this question of you guys. Because I want, I have Cheryl, I have Audre, and I have Joyce. Uh, you can't use as an excuse where you were raised from because two of you were raised in Mississippi where there was a lot of hunting, and there's hunting in Louisiana. But why would it be necessary for your son uh, to have access to weapons uh, that could not only hurt themselves but hurt others? Why would there be a need, and I'm going to go to you first, Andre, for you to be have access to things that would could possibly destroy your lives in in this, in these kind of shootings. So white America is allowing their children access to weapons and not monitoring what they're doing with the weapons or what is going on in their lives. Uh, so again, I go to you first, Audrey. You wouldn't even think about allowing your son to have access to a weapon, then what would be the reason? Okay, I, I agree, but let me go back for just a minute, and I will come back to that, James. I have to just commend you, Dee, and your wife for, again, um, setting the path for your, your children in which you feel that you'll be in more control over. And then, and like I say, you'll face the situation when it comes as to if um, certain credentials are required, but I suggest that you partner with other parents of like mind. And then, you know, within that group, you'll have certain people to have certain qualifications and, and never doubt what you bring to the table too. Uh, so hopefully you'll be able to balance each other out. And also, the, you said, absolutely, you said, and I, I was just talking to Joyce earlier about it, I'm so frustrated um, here in uh, Florida, we're going to have um, – the Senate seat up, and Florida always plays a critical uh, key. Senator Nelson has been in uh, representing Florida for years, and I I I supported him. But I could tell you, our governor haven't been an awful governor, and um, not that I support his support of Trump and all, but you know, it's my intention to call Senator Nelson and, and inform him that I have previously voted uh, Democratic, but I am one that vote for who I feel is best for me and my thoughts. And uh, if indeed he don't start campaigning in a way that proves himself, he will not get my vote because um, Governor Scott has already called him on the carpet as being a career politician. And, you know, don't let the same thing that happened last year with the presidential election happened with you because if you don't do anything, you're right, uh, D. You don't you don't automatically get my vote. It don't work that way. And so now, James, to you, you're exactly right. Coming up, uh, 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 our father had uh, guns in the house, but uh, we knew better. And I think the difference is, like you, your question is, having access to. While we knew where the guns were and he had them locked up and that kind of thing like that, we just knew better. But I think the difference in today's society is that you have to always remember that certain groups of people think they have privileges and they are entitled 
to certain things. So with that mindset, it's no way that we can answer the question because all three of us, myself, Cheryl, and Joyce, was raised in the South. We might be from different states, but we're from the South. So to, we had to learn how to, we survived. So the reason why you would have a gun in the house is to protect your family. Now, it is the parents' responsibility to make sure that they uh, govern accordingly and that type of thing. But I think some of the things that we're seeing now, it has to do with entitlement and privileges. Uh, Cheryl, what what do you think the reason is, is that you wouldn't, I mean, that wouldn't even be an option and for you, but yet white America, why are we feeling more concerned for white America than it is feeling for itself? Well, you know, the upbringing, just like everybody's been mentioned, the upbringing is different. You know, um, our parents and the way we did things um, was so much different than it is now. Um, and, you know, I grew up, my grandfather was in the country, and, you know, they killed hogs and stuff. So they had um, guns. But to tell you the truth, I can't even remember where they were. Because if it was said, don't touch it, then that's what I that's what I did. Don't touch it. Um, we had more respect for the household, um, more respect for the parents as well as fear, because you know just the same thing. I do some of the same things that was done when I give my kids that look. I mean, I give you a look, and that's enough. But today, it doesn't mean you know, the same. So it's the upbringing, and it's the upbringing through generation of generation, just as, like, our um, we as a race, the gener- the upcoming generations are more, the, the generations now are more slack on their kids than it was, you know, during our time, parents' and grandparents' time. And the... Their generation, the way they, um, you know, I'm wondering in a lot of the times that they're so friendly. And when I say friendly, I mean they do things in a friend way and they become hurt when the child doesn't do what they want them to do because they they deal with their children more of friends. And, you know, we... uh. And I'm not saying that each each race has not lost some, but one race is is much much different from another. You know, we can take a whole lot more, and I mean a whole lot more, and that goes all the way back because you we can tell what our grandparents and their parents and their parents what all that was done to pave the way for us today. And that's just something in our blood. I mean, we can take a lot. Whereas with them, they may not be able to take as much. You know, they snap in a minute. And when they snap, I mean, you if you in a way, that's it. You're going you're gonna to get it as well. 
So it has a lot to do with the upbringing. It has a lot to do with respect. It has a lot to do with knowing who you are and loving yourself. And that's one of the things that we don't have enough of. So to me, to answer that, you know, it has a lot to do with the upbringing. The races do uh, um, raise their children a whole lot differently. Uh, Joyce, it seemingly is to me that African Americans, and I'm going to use the term beef, we we can have a beef with one person, uh, but and we'll go, you know, with these crazy people, they'll go seeking after that one person. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know what it is with white America that they, once they get upset, they just, they're out to hurt as many people as they can and their parents don't seem equipped uh, to identify when their children have issues. Well, that's because they're spoiled brats. You're looking at the president, he's he's the top of the one who's spoiled. It's his way or no way. He's so spoiled, he'll lie, steal, cheat, do anything that he wants. Are you, those young people are looking at him and saying, well, hell, if he can get away with it, let me, I can get away with it too. Of course, he's the only president would say that he can walk around and he can shoot somebody and go down the street and, and uh, he'll be okay and nobody won't say nothing about it. This is who you're dealing with. It started at the top all the way to the bottom. Our society is has set up to, to, to uh, have those kids thinking that they're better, superior, no obligation, no constraint, no commitment, no obligations. They are free to do anything that they want. I mean, they go when they please, uh, whatever. So they see their parents in passing. The, the, the authority, they don't have no one to, to give authority to, to answer to. Whereas with the blacks, you're going to answer to me. I'm the mom. You the child. I'm not your friend. I'm your mom first. That's who I am, you see. We have obligations. We have guidelines. We have we have things that we respect because, you know, to go up and blast people that you don't and just start shooting because you pissed off about something it's ridiculous it don't make any sense but now our young people can you imagine tell my going back to school I couldn't do it mentally no way I cannot do it and and you're going to ask our young people with this they're so tender in, in the mind and and you should see some of them today this shooting today has been worse to me than any of the other ones because these kids had no training as far as what to do in the whole bit. They are totally freaked out. Test time, prom time. I mean, test time? Can you imagine now you got to go back to school and take a test? There's no way. And half the parents, I wouldn't even send my kids to school. Homeschooling to me is the way to go, D, and I commend you for that 100%. George, why is it, though, that your children would not even even approach the subject with you about owning or having a firearm. I mean, I don't think, I think the majority of, and I don't want to use the, the, the majority uh, because I don't know the actual numbers, but I, I don't even know, I, that ain't never been a part of my conversation with my parents to ask for no weapons. Well, I think to, the, to, to, to them, they think that, to be firearm, they're in control, you see. 
So uh, our kids wouldn't even even think about that because they know they know what a gun can do. You know, they know what it is. They're, this is not uh, cowboy land or whatever. Uh, they don't like to hunt. My thing is when you got a type of weapon, what are you hunting for that can blow a person away? Because you're sure not hunting for to be hunting to, to eat because the, the type of weapons that they're using, there's no way that you're going to go out and really hunt. So what they, to me, they're hunting for humans. I mean, that's who they're hunting for. They're hunting for anybody that they hate or they don't like. You know, nowadays, you know, it's, it's a, you, you just got to be more conscious because you got to deal with your surroundings because I think everybody's gone so, so stupid. And your president has given them, and for him to get on TV today and, and, and give his condolences, it was just enough to make me sick. You know, and I keep telling Andre, golly, this guy's nothing but the devil. It seemed like to me the devil is just winning, and that's not fair. And like she said, it's not over. You know, it's not over. You know, it was God got the power. So I'm hoping that is the truth because this is ridiculous. You know, and he was stumbling and bumbling and could, didn't know what to say. He talking about hello. I mean, he is so incompetent. I mean, I just, I, I have a tough time listening to him. When we really need him to stand up, he just sounds like he's an idiot to me. Uh, I don't know if any, I know you heard him talk, Joyce, but he was just stumbling and bumbling and he didn't know what to say. Uh uh, didn't feel comfortable talking. It was just unimaginable um, the way he sounds. D, did you listen to him during that press conference? No, James, I did not. I, I hadn't had a chance to uh, hear hear him. But uh, but uh, you know, we are we talking about Donald Trump? Yeah, yeah. No, no, we can we can't expect nothing out of him. Look, uh, I want I want to uh, add on to what Mr. Joyce just said about uh, their kids being extremely spoiled. Um, you know, they come from a generation different than our own. Uh, their culture is different than ours. Uh, we we make we try to make our kids earn what they what they get. Um, you know, their generation, their older generation, worked so hard to give their kids what they think they should have, and they really don't have any. Uh, idea about what it is to work or or to keep it. Like, for instance, Donald Trump, uh, his fortune was handed to him. And so, um, you know, and so that's just the way it is with them. But, you know, we have had our court pool where uh, in this time and era, uh, we are in a position now to try to correct our wrongs. You know, we, we know that we let our kids slide through the cracks. If I can say that, I think it's fair that we all would agree. We let our generation fall through the cracks. Uh, I think where our downfall was, we let them try to obtain their own individuality. And it got out of hand with hip-hop music and the sale of dope and things of that sort. And so uh, so we have been awakened uh, by the presence, of the, of the, uh, the presence of the Trump administration to where uh, – you know, our biggest task now going forward is to try to find a way to communicate with our young people. And we understand that. And we know that. We know that that's our new task going forward. Uh, have they gotten to that point yet? Probably not. I don't think it, I don't think they have. But so we know what our new quest is, is to try to obtain the 
uh, the brotherhood that we that we lost, and and try to give these young men to know to let them know that we are on your side. That the other black guy ain't your enemy. So they need to get that straight, and we going we are trying to find ways to communicate with them to make sure that they are, they understand that going forward. And I think we're making some progress slowly, but I don't think they have come to that pinnacle or to that plateau where they understand that they need to start speaking to their young children and paying more attention to them. Thank you. And I have to tell you, when I was growing up, there was nothing private in my room. Certainly we didn't have the Internet, and I didn't have a lot of exposure to the outside world other than my friends. Uh, But certainly this day and time, all parents need to be paying attention to what their kids are spending their time with on this Internet and what they're reading about and what they're digesting in their system. Uh, because if your child is reading about bombs, what what in the world, what good reason could anybody give for wanting to, to uh, be proficient in building bombs? Uh, and so, I, you know, you need to be, as a parent, going back and looking at the history that's on your child's computer and determining what it is that he's doing and having a conversation with him so that he does not seemingly get lost in wanting to hurt people. And certainly white America seemingly has the their youth uh, being indoctrinated with this desire to be like Columbine. And I don't mean all of them, but enough of them that it is dangerous for children to go to school. Audrey? I'm sorry, James. I had to step away. I didn't hear it. If you go to someone else, and I'll, I'll come back. If you'll come back to me. Okay, Cheryl. You know, you understand what I'm saying. If your child has access to weapons, you need to be paying attention to what else your child might be doing. In all these instances, there were people who allowed these kids to have access to weapons, and then these weapons were being used against high school kids. Absolutely. Um, They're not, nobody's taking, you know, um, being cautious. Um, Again, I say, you know, they feel like it won't happen in their household. Now, I mean, y'all know what I said. I mean, with the things that I do, you know, with my son, um, even have a tracker on his um, vehicle, um, and I'm not trying to get to the point where I'm so much in your business, but I'm all in your business. You know, that's just how I tell them, but I'm all in your business. And and it's a lot of it has to do with protecting you from yourself because you you don't have no enough maturity. You know, when I say that is is that you don't have wisdom build up. You don't have enough knowledge as far as life. And it's going by so fast. And, I mean, the things that is happening. And, D, is, uh, I'm not sure who that was, if it was Joyce or if it was D, that said, you know, you you got to know what's going on in your child room. You got to know what they're listening to and what they're doing. And, you know, all of these things, knowing who their friends are 
and not knowing them at home, but knowing them when they're not at home. Because you know they're not going to act the same around you that they're going to act around their friends. So you got to be nosy, all of that. And, you know, and a lot of um, a lot of parents, a lot of children's um, um, cell phones are on their parents' accounts. You can get, I mean, you can get to the point where you can even get um, copies of their actual text messages if you have to. If you need to, if you can't, you know how when you say something is going on, but I just can't put my hand on it, you can you can be your own detective. You can do the work yourself. So, um, you know, there's no excuse. There's no excuse to say I didn't know. Now, what you find out, you might not like it, but at least you know what you're dealing with and you can deal with them then and handle up on them. Because you rather do it than it to happen to them out here in this world. So I always, you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm gonna be up on it. I, and and in fact, that's the only reason that I was introduced to social media because my kids had started getting on. And guess what? I'm gonna get on it too. I need to know what you're doing. I need to know what's going on out there. So we got to be more involved. And their activities and in their mind, talk to them. Find out what's going on on your in your mind. And that is so important because you don't you want to protect your children from themselves. You want to know who their friends are and protect them from their friends. But if you don't want to invade in their privacy then, Joyce, you're not going to have any insight into what, when you need to step up and step in. That's correct. Well, and, and you, there's a way of, of actually uh, communicating and finding out what you want to know without invading that privacy, and that's called communication. I guarantee you this kid today, his parents don't know a damn thing about him. In fact, the kids at school knew more about him than, than they did. There's no way you should let your kid, 80 degrees, walk out the house with a damn trench coat and some comeback boots and saying, uh, born to kill on it, on a, on a T-shirt, without coursing him and let, letting them know uh, what's going on. Why is this? But then they've seen it so much, they just thought it was such a common, but they should have been heads up. They say he did that all the time. Well, then, my God, if, if he would have did it and I was in school, I'm going to be watching you. And our kids got to go home and start telling and talking about what happened at school. And if something's strange, let your parents know because they can pick up on stuff. See, a lot of time our kids can't pick up on what's going on when we know we can't. That's why we need to communicate. Because sometimes when your kid be telling you something, they be telling off on themselves and don't even know it. And it's how you react to it. If you react in a, a, a shock type of way or whatever, then they know to pull back. They're not going to never tell you anything. But if you just real cool about it, you know, go along with it, but you know exactly what was said, but don't approach them there, come back at a later time and give them a, a typical, a hypothetical situation, they're, that's teaching, you see. But, no, they're, they're not communicating with our, their kids, and, and I guarantee you. So they said that they got to look for the dad to find out from the dad whether or not he knew that his son had the gun. There should be some laws that is all over unanimous. unanimous. That if you own a gun, 
It has to be locked up and protected. There's nothing wrong with that's a simple law. How come that law cannot be be generated? Because if you're a gun owner, you have to have some restriction. It's no no different than you being a, a driver license, you know, illegal driver license. So if you if you your kid get a gun that you should and that you purchased that should be locked up by law, you know, not only is he in trouble, your ass should be in trouble too. Gotta put a stop to that. This can be stopped. It's not it's not a big solution to the problem. It's very simple. Homeowners should have a law where that if you own a gun, it needs to be secured and locked up at all times. If not, then you're breaking the law. Simple as that. That's how I feel about it. And you're so right about this. You know, we ought to be protected from from these people who they are determined that they're going to have these weapons. Well, we ought to be protected from them. And we ought to be um, given the opportunity for our lives to have value uh, just because they're out there uh, shooting and killing each other. I mean, they want to have these weapons to to practice shooting. We ought to have protection from these students. And if their parents can't keep these weapons out of their hands in terms of doing bad things, then they ought to have to suffer for it. These parents are going to have to live the rest of their lives without their children. So why shouldn't they spend a little time in jail thinking about how they could have better protected uh, the school from their child? So I'm not sure that uh, that we shouldn't have uh, laws that will incarcerate parents who say it's okay for their children to have weapons, Audrey. Uh, well... I don't know if that's the answer or not, but, again, we have to do something. But I do know that we currently have laws on the book that's just not being adhered to. And the reason I say that is because it goes back to my response before, power and wealth or power and money and having that control there. So it's not that we don't have rules and regulations that should be adhered to. It's just that we are not requiring them to be held. Now, I do agree that we have to add additional ones, I'm sure. But if we start even practicing the ones that's on hand now, that will be key. So it's key as these elections are coming forward. We have to put people into office that can make a difference and make a difference on our behalf. And, uh, you know, that's that's a wishy that's a wishy issue because people say certain things and then when they get elected, they go uh, they get amnesia. So we have to really uh, look at a person's record and really build a relationship, you know, not just a time when a person comes to your church and, and say something or you get information through the mail or you see advertisements on TV or Internet or whatever. Uh, really um, do our due diligence and identifying people that's going to really represent our best interest. Like Joy said before, we can't wait for the government to do something. We have to do something. Um, so it's, it's stages. We have to take action. But when it comes down to elect people, make sure that we're electing the ones that represent us best. Well, Audrey, in the state of Florida, if you possess a weapon and your child is able to get access to that weapon, and he fires and hits, shoots one of his classmates at your house, you can be charged with that. So I don't see where that same law uh, shouldn't extend to your child taking weapons to school. 
if you allow your child to have a weapon at home and that child uh, is underage and he takes that weapon to school, I think a parent should be just as accountable for what he did with that weapon if he was at home or he was at school. Uh, Cheryl, your thoughts? I definitely agree with you because um, not holding them accountable is allowing them to just to um, to just to continue doing what they're doing, and that's not anything at all. That's just living and just um, having weapons, you know, in the house. And I mean, where's the common sense? You know, because a lot of this is just common sense. I mean, common sense will tell you, you know, with things going on, lock them up. You know, lock these um, weapons up. And another thing, too, is when the person who the gun belongs to, when they start having to be accountable for anything that happens with this um, gun, then they'll start doing, people will start doing some things different. But... At some point, it has to be, this has to be something that has to be enforced. If not, um, then it's going to continue, you know, being very, very um, lax with everything. And, um, you know, they're so right. We got to put people in position that's going to benefit us, that's going to do the things that they say they're going to do. And if they get in position and they don't, we got to elect them out. And that's one thing that we got to pay attention to, paying attention to those that's within, you know, that we are voting for, that they're doing or or taking our best interest. And if they're not, they got to go. So we got to be more diligent about that on a larger scale. I mean, on a much, much larger scale. Because we can't just complain. Complain is not going to make them go away. We got to take the actions to put them there. We got to take the actions to take them out. And um, I have to tell you, uh, Audrey, I disagree with you a little bit. I don't necessarily think that Scott was a a very good governor. Uh, There were a lot of things that I think he did that were self-serving. And certainly he did, he should be commended uh, for uh, passing the new gun laws I'll commend him for that. Uh, But I do think we need to demand that Nelson does better when it comes to uh, gun laws. Uh, But I just don't think Scott is the person that we need to be sending uh, to uh, D.C. Because overall, he's going to align himself with Donald Trump. Remember what I said. I said that he was not an awful governor. Um, I didn't say that he was the best, but I said he was not an awful governor. Uh, Scott did some things. He did some things right. Nobody's perfect. That's true. But I can tell you this. Nelson is not just going to get my vote just because. So, you know, I'm just saying thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back and let everybody have their final thoughts. Black diamond 
I am this woman that ascends the expectation of the world to take my rightful place among the stars. The woman who does not use the traditional roadmaps to a given place, but creates my own destination. I am this woman that maintains her intrinsic beauty in ways not determined by others' thoughts, but by my own sense of uniqueness, my own desire of sexiness and allure. I am this woman designed by my creator to scale the height of the unbounded, allowing my talents to be seen by the masses while inspiring those to dream. I am the woman of the world, deserving the respect of all that walk under the gravity of the earth. Igniting the love that exists in all men while being the birthplace of the future. I am this woman. Cheryl, what is your final thought for this evening? Great um, topic, great discussion. Um, well, I don't want to say great topic because we don't, you know, we don't want to have the topic of um, the shootings um, constantly, but great discussion, great, great discussion. You know, and there's so many things that we need to do Um and here we need to be consistent with doing those things because the minute that we stop looking, something else occurs. So we got to continue doing as much as we could. So whatever we do, we can always do more. All right. Uh, Joyce, your final thought for this evening? Well, my final thought is uh, my condolence. It goes out to the the people who uh, lost a loved one needlessly. Uh, we have to really continue to keep the pressure on our uh, legislators for making them, helping them make the good decision to do the right thing. we got to really deal and, and, and tap into that consciousness so that when they do get up there to make the speech and, 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 and strip what they're going to do when they know they're not going to do anything, we need to I really hold them accountable for it. And when we see them go up to, uh, against the mic and, 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 and say something and they don't deliver, we need to call them on it. So that's my final thought. Thank you. All right. Uh, Audrey, your final thought this evening. I concur Audrey. with those who have. I concur with those who have spoken before me. Our prayers go to the families, and we just pray that the Lord will hear our cry and and change all this negative that's occurring. And, um, again, parents like Dee and his wife who are really uh, taking a stand to do really what's best for their children, I commend them for that. Um, but let us be mindful and watch and take action because, as you can see, some of these uh, rules and votes that's occurring here recently, uh, more and more Democrats are now joining the Republicans. So keep your eye. It won't be long before the next election comes up, and we may talk all we want to, but the way I see it now, we'll have a two-term president of the one that we have now. Take care. Be careful and safe. 
All right, we want to remind everybody out there listening, we're on seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here so that your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruption. We have to start creating a powerful movement where our voices are heard further than a few blocks. Take care, everybody, and I'll see you tomorrow at 8.30. your children and don't let them fall by the side of the road and teach them to love one another that heaven might find a place their heart Jesus is love He won't let you down and I know You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.